For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This is the Pro Football Chase Podcast. A podcast that has featured interviews with Rams wide receiver Robert Woods. 32,000 yards. Uh, and, you know, last year, unfortunately, I got hurt mid mid way in the season. But other than that, just... Just working and grinding to, to get to this point and uh, probably broke it with a lot of games left. Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, just the fact that we got a, you know, a, a all pro on the other side of the ball, um, you know, and Devontae. Um, so when you got a guy like that, you know, that's just going to get the main focus. Um, obviously, you know, people start to know my name a little bit after I made a few plays here and there. Broncos offensive guard Ronald Leary. It would either have to be a counter. Uh, pin and pull play when we get on the edge and run. Uh, I think it's always impressive when big guys can get out that stance and move and hit somebody. So in rising stars, Dalton Risner, Charles Amenahu, and Jawan Williams. This is a podcast that offers player perspectives from some well-decorated veterans, including T.J. Hushman Zada. That people will say, "Oh well, is that person got a franchise quarterback?" Uh, look, look at his record; it tells you he is. Oh, he has a great business. You tell me a quarterback in the entire NFL that's not Tom Brady that does more with that. Game previews, recaps, and analysis. Turn the volume up. The chase is on, and the chase is live. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you. Joining me for the podcast episode today is NFL safety George Iloka. Iloka was selected by the Bengals in the fifth round of the 2012 NFL Draft out of Boise State. Played in Cincinnati for six seasons and had a brief stint with the Vikings and spent some time with the Cowboys in the preseason in 2019. So, George, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Oh, no doubt. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on here. I'm doing pretty good. Just out here in Dallas, you know, living my best life. <laughs> That's good to hear, bro. I know you got some uh, training going on, so I appreciate you taking the time 
to join the podcast. We got plenty to discuss, man. NFL free agency coming up. You know, as a player, eight seasons, what that comes with. And so taking a quick look at some important NFL offseason dates we have. Obviously, the combine going on in Indianapolis. That will run through March 2nd. And then February 27th is the first day for teams to designate the franchise or transition tags. And then moving forward, legal tampering period begins on March 16th. And then the new league year on March 18th. So a lot of things going on in the NFL, including the CBA that is supposed to be discussed today at the Combine between the NFLPA and the NFL representatives. So a lot to get into, man. But let's first start with... Tom Brady, we know he's been the talk of the offseason. Everybody wants to speculate if he's going to leave New England, the 42-year-old signal caller. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his illustrious career. So, George, I ask you this. Where do you think Brady is going to end up? Do you think he's really going to leave the Patriots? Um, No, I think he'll be back in New England. I think he'll entertain you know, other teams hear their offers, see what they can provide for him. Uh, I think he also wants to just go through that process. That free agency process is pretty fun. If you're in a guy in his position or like how I was, you know, that four years ago when you have teams clamoring over you, so to say. So he hasn't really been through that if at all, I don't think his whole career. Has he ever been a free agent? So, I mean, I think he would enjoy that at his age just to, you know, feel that, I'm going to say one, obviously everybody wants him, but just to go through that process, hear what everybody has to say. But I think ultimately he'll be back in New England because let's face it, to me, Tom Brady and what he's done for that organization, Tom Brady, his legacy, what he's done for the NFL. I don't want to see him in another jersey. That would be like when Jordan played for the the damn Bullets, the, uh, the Wizards. It's, it just It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. So um, I don't want to see him in another jersey, but – uh, I think ultimately he'll be back. But I think he'll take legit offers and hear what they have to say. He'll legitimately weigh all the decisions. But I think somehow, some way, he'll be back in New England. I agree with you, George. I do think that all this talk about Brady leaving the Patriots, I don't think it carries any weight. As you said, you know, this is indeed his first time as an unrestricted free agent. So I think he's going to enjoy the process. He wants to be courted. I know the Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, those are a couple of teams that have been linked to Tom Brady. Heck, even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians. But I think the bond, the relationship with Robert Kraft is too strong at this point. In fact, I believe the Patriots and Brady's agent are meeting at the Combine to discuss a potential new contract there. I know Tom Brady said he does not want to take any discounts this time around. He wants to, I'm assuming, finish off his career with a nice two-year deal, give him maybe 30-plus million a year. Who knows what the market's going to look like for Tom Brady. But nonetheless, I think he stays put in New England. That is something that you and I can agree on. Now, the next quarterback that is also talked heavily about is Dak Prescott, who you got a chance to be his teammate for a little bit when you signed with the Dallas Cowboys. So, George, first off, the question with Prescott is, is he worth the $35 million mark, which is what he could be eyeing in a new deal to maybe pull up with Russell Wilson? What do you see from Dak Prescott, and what do you think his worth is? He's worth whatever somebody's willing to pay him. So I feel like he's done everything you've asked of, you can ask of a quarterback drafted in the fourth round from the way he's conducted himself on the field and especially off the field. 
how he's a leader, how he doesn't miss any games. He's had a couple of injuries that he's battled through, um, a leader among men. So I think he's worth every penny. And when we talk about uh, worth, uh, what is your franchise quarterback worth? I mean, that's, when you when you get to the fourth year, to the end of the fourth year of your deal, every organization has to make a decision. Is this guy going to be a franchise quarterback or not? So I don't think you just look around, you just look around the league and you look at the guys who are franchise quarterbacks. You see what they're getting paid, and that's what that's the floor. If you ask me, that's the floor for what a franchise quarterback is, quote unquote, worth. So he's worth what anybody's willing to pay. That's to be determined, but he's worth what he's worth what a franchise quarterback should get paid. And so you just should compare all the franchise quarterbacks in the league and what they're getting paid, and no Dak should be around there or higher. Now, George, I got to ask you this question because you've been around the NFL. You played with Andy Dalton in Cincinnati, who is heavily underrated. In fact, he could be looking for a new home this offseason. You also played in Minnesota, where Kirk Cousins was there, and then now Dak Prescott. So, do you believe that Dak Prescott is firmly the answer for the Dallas Cowboys, leading them to a potential Super Bowl? I don't see why not. He's, I think he's been to the playoffs twice already in his four years. Like I said, fourth-round pick. Last year was his best year. He's progressively gotten better every year. I think the, I think he hasn't even reached his, his ceiling yet, honestly. So I don't see why not. I know quarterbacks, to me, there's quarterbacks who have done less um, than what he's done, and they've gotten paid. They've done less from a performance standpoint, they've gotten, and they've done less from just being a healthy standpoint, and they've gotten paid. So... That's all. That's all I'm comparing it to, and just based off of other quarterbacks. I'll let other people debate where quarterbacks rank in terms of ability. It, it, to me, in this discussion, when, I talk, when, it, when we're talking about getting paid, uh, it's irrelevant because he's there with any other quarterback, if not better, and he's done the other things better than some quarterbacks. So, only thing he has next uh, left to do is obviously win a Super Bowl. But how many quarterbacks he said they've done that? So that's obviously not the bar for getting paid. The, Winning a Super Bowl isn't the bar for getting paid. So, um, no, nah, he deserves his money. He's definitely a franchise quarterback. And um, uh, it's to be, see, to be seen what they, you know, they end up doing with him. But I think they'll ultimately give him the franchise tag if they can't get a deal done. Prescott, he's 26 years old. He had 4,902 passing yards, 30 touchdowns in 2019. He's made the Pro Bowl twice. And Stephen Jones came out and said yesterday that they have not touched base with Dak Prescott and his reps since September. And Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, says that the last offer the Cowboys put was worth $33 million, And that's where contract talks stop. So I do think that... The Cowboys are going to end up using the franchise tag on Prescott as well. I think they're going to use it on him and then hope to work out a long-term deal, find some common ground. Of course, the CBA and those talks are a big indicator of what could happen. So who knows? If things come together, maybe the Cowboys and Prescott can finalize a deal before March 12th designation deadline. We'll see. But here's another quarterback. George, that is going to be set free. We know he's done with his former team. Phillip Rivers, 38 years old. He's on the move. The Colts have been linked. The Buccaneers are another team. When you look at Phillip Rivers at this point in his career, which landing spot do you think makes the most sense? Uh, most sense. Um, I would just say probably the the Colts in that division, from like a winning standpoint, the Colts, just because in that division, there's been a lot more 
parity in terms of who wins the division and like the, the top teams and things of that nature. So, I mean, this year we have the Texans and the Tennessee Titans both make the playoffs. Uh, Indy's always in the mix, you know, year in and year out. So uh, I would just say that division from a winning standpoint. And he has ties to that former coach. So uh, I think former OC of his is up there in Indy. So uh, I can see that working out for him. Yeah, I have the Colts listed as Rivers' landing spot. I know that Frank Reich, that is the connection to Rivers. He was the OC with the Chargers in 2013 before taking over as the OC in 2014 and 2015. I think the Colts, they've really been outspoken about evaluating all options, especially with Jacoby Brissett still there. He signed through the 2020 season. Phillip Rivers makes a lot of sense for Indianapolis considering the window. But on that note, George, let's talk about Jameis Winston, another quarterback that's set to become an unrestricted free agent. What are your thoughts on him, and do you think he ends up staying in Tampa? Uh, I don't know if he, I don't know if he'll end up staying in Tampa, but I mean, obviously their head coach hasn't been shy of saying that they're going to wait and see, you know, what they can do with free agency at the quarterback position before taking a look at Jameis, you know. So, uh, I mean, he'll, he'll obviously land somewhere. Uh, I think he I feel like he hasn't hit his ceiling yet, but he still has to clean up the turnovers. Obviously, that's unacceptable. He'll tell you that. But I don't know. I just know the feel is the organization – or the head coach, whatever the case may be, isn't sold. And so they're just trying to wait and see what they can or cannot get. And if they don't get what they want, maybe they re-sign him. Yeah, Winston, I do think he's going to get the franchise tag by the Buccaneers. Bruce Arians, he appeared at the Combine today and said, he already knows what they're going to do. They have not informed Jameis Winston or his camp what they're planning to do. I just think it makes the most sense you tag Jameis Winston now. I do think Jameis Winston is a franchise-type quarterback. I don't think he has hit his potential. Yes, the 30 interceptions is horrible, and he's going to have to clean that up. But when you look at the upside, 5,109 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, especially his growth in Byron Leftwich's ability to bring the best out of Jameis Winston on Bruce Arian's staff. But it is an interesting situation just because of all these free agent quarterbacks that we're talking about. And another one is Teddy Bridgewater with the Saints. Right, and he's also supposed to garner offers upwards of thirty million. What do you think about Bridgewater? I think he, any team that you name for Philip Rivers, any team that's a potential for Ryan Tannehill, any team that's a potential for James Winston, any any free agent really this year, obviously besides like a Tom Brady. I think now you look at um, Teddy Bridgewater, and he's probably the next guy to me, in my opinion. Well, well, and I'm and I'm, and I'm, and I'm excluding Dak because obviously I feel like. Dallas is going to retain Dak somehow, whether franchise tag or getting a deal done. So, I mean, after Tom, uh, I like Teddy Bridgewater's upside, what he's done so far, uh, right there after Tom Brady. So, um, any any other team that's looking for a quarterback, I don't see why he wouldn't be an option. Yeah, Bridgewater appeared in nine games this season for the Saints. Five starts through for 1,384 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, 67.9 completion percentage. And by the way, the Saints went 5-0 and with Bridgewater as the starting quarterback. And so the landing spot that I have for me is the Los Angeles Chargers. I know they got uh, Tyrod Taylor there and 
Anthony Lynn, who's familiar with Taylor, he said, hey, man, Taylor can very well be the starter. And I do think that Taylor is a starting caliber quarterback. But for me, I think Teddy Bridgewater in L.A. with all the weapons they have, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, if they're able to retain Hunter Henry at tight end, that could be an interesting setup there in L.A. as they move to the new stadium. Now let's talk about the top running back in this year's crop, Derrick Henry, 25 years old. Tennessee wants him back. He's expressed interest in re-signing. Do you think that this guy is going to end up staying in Nashville? Uh, yeah. I mean, they'll make it work. I think it has to make sense for both uh, the player and the organization. But uh, he did he did what he needed to do last year, the last two years. He's earned his money. He really is the one that carried them on their back in the playoffs. And he was drafted there. I don't see why they don't retain him. Um I think they'll be a little bit more cautious now when it comes to paying running backs, just teams in general, just because, you know, some of the highest paid running backs this year uh, in terms of cap hit, you know, they didn't perform as well as they usually do. So I think teams take notice of that and hold that against the next guy that's supposed to get paid. Uh, I'm not condoning that or supporting that, but you still got to be realistic and know that teams are going to be having that thought in the back of their head. Yeah, I think Henry will return to Tennessee. It's just a matter of when both sides can strike a deal. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill, that's another player they want to bring back. But when you look at his resume, man, it doesn't lie. He led the NFL in rushing over 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. He was also a leading rusher in the playoffs. I really value him, and if I'm Tennessee, I make sure that you bring him back regardless of the situation. Now, here's another player, and you also were – teammates briefly in Dallas how about Amari Cooper still very young 25 years old we know the Cowboys they have Dak Prescott you also got Byron Jones who's going to become an unrestricted free agent um what do you think of Amari Cooper in terms of uh, what he can continue to develop into in the NFL I think he's a top receiver in this league I think a lot of times he gets a bad rap for just because of his personality he's like a quiet dude uh He's not the typical, let's say, diva receiver or just the over-the-top looking me receiver. He just comes to work, doesn't say much, and routes people up. So I don't know, I think people take his, I want to say passive, they take his passiveness sometimes as like a lack of ability, and that's not the case. Talent-wise, I think he's top 10 in the league easily. Um, he's obviously a great player. Uh, I think Dallas needs to retain him. I think that the priority needs to be obviously Dak Prescott first, but I don't see how you give up a first round pick or two for Amari and don't retain and don't retain him. So and for them to go where they want to go, I think him and Michael Gallup are gonna be a tremendous two headed monster combo for the next years to come. So you have to retain Amari to do that. Cooper, still 25 years old. He's made the Pro Bowl four times. He had 79 passes, 1,189 yards, and eight touchdowns. I mean, his production was stellar. You can tell that he and Dak Prescott developed a strong repertoire this season. The criticism, as you talked about, it's always about Cooper, his demeanor, and how he checks out. But regardless, I don't think that really has anything to do with the type of caliber of a receiver that Amari Cooper is. We see the type of crisp route runner that he is. And I do think the Cowboys will find a way, who, by the way, Dallas is slated to have a heavy amount of cap space. Yeah, they're like four or yeah, five. Yeah, top five in the NFL. So they shouldn't have any issues as long as they can work those deals out. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. 
Jadavion Clowney. This guy will become an unrestricted free agent because when he was traded to Seattle, that was part of the deal. The Seahawks cannot place the franchise tag on him. I think this guy's going to have a robust market, obviously. Do you have a team on your mind that you think he can uh, make the most sense for? All 32 teams. When a pass, rush, pass rushers are a premium in the NFL, so and you can never have too many pass rushers, as you can see how the, the league is shaping. So, I mean, any team that's looking for a pass, a pass rusher that has the cap space, he's going to be a guy that they're going to look at first when, when you look at this year's um, free, agency, uh, free agency class. So, um, yeah, I mean, one particular team – that I can see him going to, I don't know. Let me go. Said, like, let me go first, George. I have a team real quick. While you think, I have the Indianapolis Colts being atop the list for Jadavion Clowney because one, they have eighty-six million dollars in cap space, so they can afford him, and they have lacked a big-time edge rusher there in Indianapolis, and that defensive scheme that Matt Eberflus is running and Clowney's a disruptive player I know they signed Justin Houston last offseason to provide that veteran presence and he was still productive in his own right but I feel like Jadavion Clowney you plug him in with that young defensive front that they got there with the Colts to go with Darius Leonard who's a linebacker I think that can make a lot of sense in an AFC South where they know they're gonna have to get after Deshaun Watson twice a year who knows about Ryan Tannehill and then of course Jacksonville that quarterback situations in flux with Gardner Minshew but I just think Clowney is a big time fit with the Colts and I think it makes sense in all phases yeah I can definitely see that I was just thinking about the Raiders but I don't know how he fits that scheme but he's a pass rusher so all they're gonna really tell you to do is rush the passer and um that'd be a good look going to be the first team in Vegas the Raiders could use a a pass rusher to compliment the rookie from last year so I don't know but Colts I could see that all right, let's go ahead and uh, talk about a couple of your fellow secondary players. I'd like to hear your take on these guys. You obviously have so much information about the intangibles and the versatility that these defenders bring in the secondary. Let's start with Chris Harris. This guy is one of the best to do it in the NFL right now. He's going to become a free agent. He could be looking at a contract worth 11 to $13 million per year, and I think he deserves every penny. So what makes Chris Harris – stand out as a lockdown corner consistency technique technician great out of his transition great out of his uh out of the break um really a lot of times i mean a lot of receivers are great in this league um but not too many receivers just can consistently take you over the top so you're gonna win and lose at the break point you know what i mean and he does a great job of coming in and out of his breaks and making up that ground and getting a pass deflection or making an interception one team that i think makes a whole lot of sense for Chris Harris if he does not return to Denver is the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been in a market for a top corner for the last several years. In fact, I think the Eagles made some calls to Denver ahead of this year's trade deadline in 2019 and weren't able to figure out a deal. So keep an eye on the Eagles and Chris Harris. That could be a potential matchup in free agency. Let's look at another safety from Denver who's going to be getting the franchise tag. I know John Elway already said this, but he's a young emerging superstar. A lot of players from around the league give this guy respect. Justin Simmons in Denver. When you look at his game, what stands out to you? I know he's been consistent his time there. He's been starting for like three years now. A few times I saw him on tape, he always showed up with discipline and things like that. And now this year he had the interceptions to back it. So he most definitely would get paid. They'll probably slap the franchise tag on him. 
um, if they're smart. And I, I, he's another guy I feel like hasn't hit his ceiling as well. So it's only up from here. All right, now a couple of other edge rushers. We talked about the importance along with Jadavion Clowney, but we got guys like Bud Dupree, Yannick Ngakwe, Matt Judon from Baltimore. Even look at the interior, Chris Jones for the Chiefs, who's set to come as an unrestricted free agent. Is there a particular edge rusher that you would value over others, or do you think they're all pretty much on par? I would say Chris Jones, and is he an edge rusher? I thought he was an interior. No, no, Chris Jones is a defensive tackle. Yeah, Yeah. okay, So, but I would say Chris Jones because, like I said, he's been consistent, and if I'm not mistaken, let me see, since 2017, I think he's like seventh or eighth in, in sacks, and he's ahead of he's in, he's ahead of premier pass rushers like Demarcus Lawrence, who was hurt this year, but what I'm saying is he has an interior defense alignment, and he has more sacks. He has like 30-something uh, compared to some – edge rushers, which usually that's the position that gets the majority of the sack. So uh, he's I would go there if I'm a team. Austin Hooper, Falcons tied in, and Thomas Dimitrov, Atlanta's GM, came out and said this morning at the Combine that he will be hitting free agency. And this guy has been very impressive during his tenure in Atlanta. Two Pro Bowl nods. He's a very dependent pass catcher, finding holes in zone coverage and all looks that he's been getting in Atlanta so one team for me, George, that I obviously I'm going to link them to is the New England Patriots because we know the Patriots have been looking to fill that void since Rob Gronkowski retired. And I know New England, they may not have the biggest budget this offseason, but Austin Hooper to New England I think would give the rest of the NFL teams fits. Oh, yeah. For, uh, obviously it depends who's that quarterback. So is that all – Who's throwing to you matters, but New England, I, I don't know. I just don't see New England as being a team that is going to try to outbid a lot of other teams in in free agency. And I think he's going to be a a guy that is going to get paid more than most people think. So I don't know how New England would play into that, but I think it's a great fit in how they use tight ends. It's probably the team that will maximize and get the best out of his talents and his abilities. And obviously put him in a position to be in that Super Bowl contention year in and year out. Um, but I don't know. But I don't know. I think they'll be more pressed to try to sign him if they can resign Tom Brady, which I believe they'll try to sign. But if Tom Brady walks, it's kind of like, all right, we don't know who's even going to be the quarterback. Why well, am I going to put this much money into a tight end? Gotcha. Now, last player here, another Cowboy, Byron Jones. I mentioned him earlier in the podcast, but. Give me your take on Byron Jones. And I know everybody wants to talk about the lack of interceptions, but for me, this dude, he locks down half the field every single game, and he has been a stellar player on and off the field for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think this guy will be a great acquisition. For anybody that brings him in in free agency, your take on him? I mean, they're going to get a great corner. Uh, Like you said, he's going to handle his. You say, this is your side of the field. Take care of that. He's going to do that. Um... I think he's also going to be a guy that's going to get – I don't think he'll resign with Dallas, not because he doesn't want to. I just think when you talk about corners, to me, just like pass rusher, it's a premier position. It's a premium position when it comes to free agency. And given that he's one of the premier corners, given age, what he's done, I would argue maybe not what he's done in terms of like more than uh, Chris Harris, but age on top of that, I would say he's probably one of the top corners in this free agency class. He's gonna get paid more. Than, uh, he's gonna get paid more than most people think, and because of that, I don't think Dallas will be able to 
retain him, but whatever team gets him, they're going to get a corner that you can say, listen, just eliminate that guy, eliminate this guy. What will be interesting to see, he's played in, what will be interesting to see is all to see is his success has come in a particular kind of defense, um, you know, with the Cowboys when they moved into corner has been really the cover three uh, Seattle kind of defense. So the team that picks him up has to have that vision for him or be confident in saying like, okay, well, we, we see his ability. We see his movements. Even though we don't run this kind of defense, we'll know he'll be able to uh, transition to what we want to do seamlessly. So uh, that'd be interesting to see. All right. Now, George, lastly, let's talk about you a little bit, man. You're still 29 years old. Um, and you're still a free agent let's not forget that man i know this i'm not gonna overlook you so how are things going for you man Uh, are you looking to get back in the nfl for the 2020 season yeah i'm just yeah i am but uh, i'm just rehabbing right now so i got hurt last year in the preseason try to rehab through that uh the rehabbing works i ended up having surgery so i just cleaned up my shoulder and i'm probably about a couple weeks away from being uh fully healed so i've been training in the meantime so whenever i get the call i'll be ready Whatever team, uh, you know, signs me, they'll get a guy that's going to come in, compete, and push, uh, push for spots, push people, uh, and provide depth and help. So uh, we'll see. But it's year eight, so I know, I know what it is. You know what I mean? I know what teams are looking for. I know when my time is in terms of like when they'll come my way in this direction. But whenever that time comes, I'll be ready. And like I've done my whole career, whole life, I'll prove people wrong once again. George, I want to let you know, man, that I'm pulling for you. I've been a fan of yours as a player ever since your time in Cincinnati back in 2012. Also a fan of Boise State, that football program that has produced so many NFL players uh, Mm -hmm. right now, man. Talk about D-Law. Even with the Cowboys, man, they got a bunch of Boise State players there. So, again. They got a Boise Boise State coach in Kelly. Yes, sir. Offensive coordinator. Led that offense to finish number one in total offense as well. And he's going to be returning on Mike McCarthy's staff. But, George, a lot of uh, players listen to this podcast. We know it's the Combine. So what would be your message to all these draft-eligible prospects as they prepare for this phase? I would say just enjoy the process of the Combine. Yes, it's a big deal. I mean, it, it really gets bigger and bigger every year. Like, And, and, I, and I noticed that when guys run a certain 40 and they'll start to cry. It's kind of like that's how much stock I would say teams are putting out into the combine when it shouldn't be that way but even with all that being said just relax enjoy the process take it all in and just know like your story never didn't start there and nor does it finish there so regardless of what you do good bad you will get an opportunity at some point and it's what you do with the opportunity that's going to mean more it's going to mean more in the long run versus what you do at the combine also present yourself well it's an evaluation it's a job interview. Conduct yourself as such. Uh, it's no longer play play. It's no longer, um, you know, uh, a mess around period. Like this is this is a job. And so it, the moment you stepped into Indy, all right, you're being evaluated. You're being looked at. You're being judged fairly or, or unfairly. And so just keep that in mind. A word of confidence from Georgia Loco. Well, again, man, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. I wish you the best as you continue your NFL career. Blessings, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.